Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Working Man is a classic American story designed for a contemporary world. When the last factory in a small Rust Belt town closes its doors, an unlikely hero emerges in the dutiful and quiet Allery Parks. A career employee, excuse me, a career employee of the factory, the aging Allery can't reconcile how to live a life simply sitting at home doing nothing. And against the advice and pleas of his loving wife, Iola, played by Talia Shire, he forms an unlikely friendship with a charismatic neighbor by the name of Walter Brewer, played by Billy Brown. And I'm going to leave it there because there's a lot to talk about in this film, and I want to get to our, our conversation with the writer, producer, and director of Working Man, and that would be Robert Jury. Robert, welcome to Film School Radio. Thanks, Mike. My pleasure. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, well, uh, this is a story that is in many ways ripped from today's headlines, but I'm mm. curious what it was that went into your writing process, your what you were doing uh, that eventually became Working Man. The, the fact that Working Man has so much to do with what's happening now as a result of coronavirus and so much unemployment and so forth going on out in not just the United States, but, but the world as we know it. Uh, frankly, it's, it's coincidental. I, I wrote the first draft of Working Man back in 2008, 2009, post-financial um, crisis. At that moment, I didn't really think or realize, uh, you know, have, have any idea that... Um, <laughs> we we would be facing a pandemic uh what 10 years later when we made the movie um it was really in response to um the factory closures that i was seeing in the midwest where where i live where i work um i i grew up in a small farming community with a lot of people who worked factory jobs so to me i just that story connected with me and now, on a larger level, I think it it has the ability, maybe as a story, to connect with a lot of people who are, you know, I know we're in the millions right now of folks that are that are um, facing unemployment just in this country alone. So, right. it, as right. far as yeah, as the origin of this story goes, it, I mean, it just it's it's purely coincidental that it's the the story is kind of meeting the moment. Yeah, well, this has been. Um the decline of the American industrial base has been going on. I think we can trace it back to the 1980s at very least, and even before that. So this has been the hollowing out of the American dream, and particularly in the Midwest, uh, the Rust Belt, as we mentioned in, in our introduction. That was where we saw it begin to really happen. But I think it's safe to say that it, that particular pardon the uh, the word virus has spread throughout the country. I don't think there's any part of the country that hasn't been touched by the loss of manufacturing and real opportunities for most people to find good employment. I'm glad you're telling this story. Again, I think we need to be, we don't need to be reminded. People who are going through it don't need to be reminded. But at the same time, it's a story that I think 
resonates with people. And this film does resonate, I think, because of the characters in it. Uh, I'd like to explore with you a little bit about the development of Allery and the different characters in the film. What was in your what was in your mind doing that? You know, there's a lot of my dad, I think, in in Allery, the 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 main character played by Peter Garrity, our working man. He represents a lot of men that I grew up with. Quiet, as you said in the earlier description, dutiful. They just simply did their jobs, went to work, weren't complainers. I felt like that we hadn't seen that type of character a lot, or at least to me, I hadn't seen industrial America and, and blue collar workers portrayed in maybe the most authentic light all the time. So I guess that was the, you know, the genesis for the development of, of, of Allery and his character. Yeah. And by the way, um, I will echo your, your description in that that's exactly how my dad is. Allery reminds me of my father, who uh, grew up in the really was in the fifties. Is when he began his career. He he was at the same job for thirty five years. Didn't want to retire when he did retire, and went back to work a number of different times in his field. And uh, very quiet. Doesn't talk a lot about his feelings, really. And that's the character that we see here is someone who. For a lot of reasons, and we, I don't want to give uh, too many plot points away here, but there are some trauma in the life of uh, of Allery that we uh, that we we see in the film that are some of what is going on. But it's the time and place I think that you're talking about with his character, and I can see in my father, and I assume your father as well. They just don't talk about things like we do now, and uh, as a result, we're not sure. There's an awful lot of uncertainty in the interaction between. Iola and and uh, Allery and and I and I, I see it I know it <laughs> when I was watching the film um, I'm not sure if I have a question except I think the 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 way you're able to put these characters together is is very authentic and I think we're seeing this a lot right now maybe even not just from that generation but uh, folks are having to deal with um, work as an escape that. Now we don't have that escape in our lives. What do we do to, uh, as, as we come face to face with our personal issues, our family issues, how do we respond to, to these things now in this world? I, I, it's why I think regardless of um, personal background or maybe someone's relationship with, with that type of person or, or generation, I think it's why Working Man might resonate with a lot of people right now. Yeah, is the film loosely based on an actual? Is is this something that you that you gleaned from something, or did this just come out of your imagination as fully formed this way? I wouldn't say fully formed. I I've uh, I remember, you know, I mentioned my father. When I'd been working in Los Angeles as a screenwriter and and uh, it, it had a number of jobs, but had never seen a movie get made and um, had an opportunity to move back to the Midwest with my young family. And we moved into my late grandmother's great, late grandparents old farmhouse. And um, my dad was a retired farmer and he every day would drive up to our uh, to our place just a quarter mile down a gravel down the gravel road and he would bring me the local paper and one day 
there was an article about a factory that was considering reopening its doors after decades having been shuttered. And it was actually a factory where my mother had been, who had, where she had worked and been employed as a, as a high school kid. Um, and I joked with my dad at the time, I said, wouldn't it be funny if they opened the doors to this factory and discovered a worker there who was still at the job, even though <laughs> the factory had long since closed. He just, you know, he hadn't received the memo. Um, so, you know, in some strange way, I think my dad, my, well, he certainly indirectly brought the idea to me, right? In, the, mm-hmm. in this in this form, and, and he's, my dad passed away in 2015, and I he was also a lover of movies and stories, and, and um, uh, I heard an interview once with, with Mike Myers, who he said, uh, in reference to his own father, he felt like it was something like a cosmic ripoff <laughs> that his, his dad wasn't alive to see his finished work because I felt like my dad contributed so much, not just to this story, but it's hard for, I think, a person, not only from his generation, but from where he grew up and what he did to understand a, um, a son who wants to go make movies because it's, I remember him telling me at one point, you know, I can't help you. I don't have the advice to give you about this field. I, I don't know, know nothing about it. So you're kind of on your own here, kid. As far as the, the beginning of this story, how it started, it's, he's come back. I, I feel like my dad has, has revealed himself a lot in this character played by Peter Garrity, played beautifully by Peter Garrity. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how these things come full circle, I guess. Yeah, and I think what you're describing is what it not necessarily the description of the story, but you're you're describing an ethos, a culture, uh, a way of life. And mm. um and so it's more than that. It's that's what gives this film this uh, the context and the depth is it's it's not the, the specific story of a guy who just doesn't want to give up working, wants to go, continues to go back to the place where he worked, even though it's now been closed down. It's That's what this is. And you, as you described Peter Garrity's uh, performance, um, there's a good chunk of the film in the beginning of the film where we don't get more than a sentence or two out of Peter's character of Valerie. It, he is all, it's all... Uh, about the his bearing, the way he conveys how he feels, the 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 way that he walks into a room and walks out of a room, the way he interacts with his wife, it's not it's almost all unspoken. And I think that that's something that you're describing is it's it's about that other part, the the uh, the dark matter of life, as opposed to the you know what we don't see and and, and or what we don't hear necessarily. So that's how I would to describe what you're descri- what you're talking about as well. So congratulations by the way to Peter on this on his performance here and I'd re- be remiss if not to point out also with Talia, I think she's terrific, very understated kind of a very she does a great job of supporting the character in the story, the supporting Allery and then Billy Brown, pardon me. Uh, his performance. So you want to comment on, on what you were hoping to get from those two characters, but I thought Tally was terrific in the film. Yeah, everyone does. I mean, all, all three of those leads, I, I can't express enough how, you know, when you're doing a, um, 
an independent film, you don't have the luxuries of endless rehearsal times or fancy trailers for your cast. Um, we had 20 days of production and that was it. No time, no time or money for reshoots. So the people that you cast, um, you just kind of hope and pray. Uh, and in particular, in my case, I was a first time director with this movie. So you really hope that the chemistry happens, right? <laughs> and quick, you, you don't have a ton of time to work through, uh, as I say, with rehearsals or anything else. And I, what, what I got to experience as a director for the most part was I, I really just tried to stay out of their way creatively. I mean, they, all of them, all three of those actors. And, and in addition to the rest of the cast who were all cast out of Chicago, I should mention, um, all locals, everybody came in so prepared, so ready to do their jobs. Um, it made what I had to do, a lot easier would have made any director's job easier and that's that's just quite frankly good fortune um yeah. you, you don't i know for a fact you just all directors don't get the sort of gift that i was given with those those actors that we had both uh, you know our leads and and uh, the extended cast um Really lucky, really lucky, especially considering our, our limited production schedule time. Yeah. I want to remind our listeners we're talking with the uh, director, producer, and writer of a film called Working Man. And for to let people know about where they can find out more about the film, they can go to workingmanmovie.com. That's workingmanmovie.com. And as far as screening opportunities for the film, it is coming out on demand watch on demand um on may 5th so it's about yeah, may 5th which is i believe a tuesday um and is there any other way robert that uh, people can see the film uh no i mean on demand right now we originally had a theatrical release scheduled for uh march 27th and that our our uh, theatrical along with a lot of the country right there's a lot of films uh, that was scrapped um, when theaters closed. But um, we are available, and I even have my little list, uh, Amazon Prime Video, Apple TV, Vudu, Google Play, YouTube, Fandango Now, and um, also most cable platforms. But, yeah, on demand everywhere right. uh, starting May 5. Yeah, to your point, um, and it's so it's funny because that March 27th date, was one of those very crowded days of the year. Every once in a while in the calendar year for the release of movies, there are certain weeks and week and Fridays that really load up with films. And yeah. I myself, uh, leading up to that, got uh, I had seven or eight filmmakers to ready to interview that week of March 27th. And there were inklings that things were going to happen before that, obviously, that and but it right. it all came crashing down um and we're all in a new world and we're all trying to figure it out aren't we <laughs> yeah we are it, you know and in a in a really strange way uh you know a little movie like ours in some sense might benefit because we're we're on a little more even playing field yeah uh, as we we never were going to have the same 
uh, commercial budget that big studios would have. And um, now that it's on demand and people have the ability to, to find the movie just like they could find any other movie, right. um, it, it does sort of it's, – it's an equalizer of some sort. And, and that coupled with the fact that uh, we've got a very timely movie, right? It's, we've got a, yeah. a, a nation yeah. and a world that's looking – uh, at at severe issues of unemployment and and uh, our own mental health associated with those things and and how we handle that you know our our own personal lives so it's yeah uh, it's it's a it's a story for the moment I believe yeah and with all due respect to Peter Garrity he's a terrific actor he's not a name that a lot of people would be as familiar with as if they saw a picture of him because he's been in so many high quality projects over the course of his career you see that face and you immediately know i've seen him a lot so i think in that regard what you're talking about sort of flattening the the uh the pr part of this thing is people know him they will know him talia shire go ahead they do and I, yeah, no, I'm so glad you brought that up because Peter is going to celebrate his 80th birthday just a couple weeks removed from when the movie is available. And and Working Man marks his 99th, at least according to, to IMDb, his 99th credit in television and film. Right. Um, very recognizable face. And to me, uh, this is a guy who's, if, if there's you know, anybody that deserves some attention for a lifetime's worth of fantastic work. I mean, the guy's worked across from any and everybody. Right. Uh, any actor, any director you can mention, he's probably worked with them. Right. Um, and this is now a moment where he gets to be the leading man. And I'm I'm really thrilled that this is this gets to be Peter's moment and, and to share it with Talia where they had and Billy, the way they, they, the chemistry between those three was, I, I think very real. It certainly was on set. It's, it's, uh, this is a pleasure to see all the, those elements come together. Yeah. And uh, I'll just I'll reflect very quickly on some of my favorite Peter Garrity projects. I think, I, sure. I still think Homicide's one of the greatest uh, yeah. television series ever. And, sure. and he came into that series. I mean, he was he's solid. Again, when you see him, you go, oh, my God, I know who he is, even yeah. if I, the name doesn't jump jump off the page. So he brings that level of gravitas to, to the performance and from his career as well. So, well, it is um, congratulations again on a film that is uh, it's heartfelt. It is relatable. It's um, it's something that people will recognize in one way or another as it pertains to the your their lives um the loss of of someone the loss of a job a loss of your identity in some ways when you lose your job it's a it's it's a blow on so many different levels so uh, my congratulations to you for being able to convey that to us in this film and and uh, your work here thanks so much mike thanks for taking the time you're very welcome again i want to remind our listeners that we're speaking with the producer director and writer of the film coming out on May 5th uh, called Working Man. Again, may, it'll, you can look for it on all the different platforms that you can think of. It'll, you'll, you'll find it. Uh, Working Man, a terrific film and a, a wonderful opportunity. Thank you so much uh, for, for spending some time here with us. My pleasure. Thank you.
You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.